0: Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, the podcast about the struggles of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Bissell. And I'm Andrew Schrader. And in this episode, we are talking all things the alternate. We haven't done a true alternate update episode in like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember how long. But uh, it's just been a little crazy without a a full-time co-host. But now that Liz is back... I thought, you know, yeah, things will get back on track. But then she's been out of town and busy this whole week. So uh, I have my lovely friend Andrew Schrader here uh, to join me for this episode. Say hey, Schrader. Oh, hello. I'm here. (laughs) He's here.
1: For you. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Good timing, too, I have to say, because I've been, like, doing a ton of work uh, on my end about how to go ahead with filmmaking, like, what kind of movies and what budgets that I'm going to be pursuing And talking to a ton of people so when you like hit me up for this i was like oh this is perfect like i definitely want to talk to you and about this so
0: nice man yeah well very quickly uh first things first guys the crowdfunding campaign for the alternate is up We did talk about this with Liz uh, Manichel, I guess, a few episodes ago. So I guess that was a little bit of an alternate update because we were talking about the crowdfunding for the alternate. But yeah, it's live. So go check it out. We we put a ton of work into this thing. Uh, The video is pretty extensive and uh, you'll see. I don't want to ruin it. You guys just got to go see it. But um, I definitely put a lot of effort into the presentation of that video. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun to do and... I really had a lot of support making it happen because we had to like shoot this whole green screen thing. And um, Arthur Yee and Marcella Cortland came out and helped me with it, which was great. And I'm trying to remember the name of the assistant who helped us with it because he was really great. And he's become... Like a little bit, he's a fan of the show too. Leo, Leo came out, Leo Mooring came out and helped out. That's right. Leo's great. And so couldn't have done that without those guys. Um, Andrew, you haven't seen the video yet because I haven't shared it with you. No. I don't think. Yeah, which probably I should have shared it to you with you beforehand, but uh and everyone, please go check it out. This is my big, my big push, my big plea. I've been talking about this movie on the podcast for four years easily, if not longer. We're on Seed and Spark. That was who we finally landed landed on and decided to go with, just because I feel like Seed and Spark is uh, for filmmakers by filmmakers, and I feel like if I'm going to be doing a crowdfunding campaign, I need to be using the platform that is for filmmakers. Like they just it's logical. It makes sense. Um, so you can check us out at seedandspark.com slash fund slash the alternate. So go there, check it out. Um, and yeah, you know, one of the things I was saying um, in the video, if you've seen it yet or if you haven't seen it yet, if everyone who listens to this show contributed $20, we would have our goal like right away because we have roughly between a thousand and two thousand listeners a week. So if it was like, let's say we're in the middle, 1,500, everybody gave 20, 20 bucks, fifteen hundred people on day one, we would be at $30,000, which is over our goal. So people... Go out, support the campaign, contribute what you can to it, share it, post it, blast it, all that good stuff. This, this movie has been my life for so long. It's been the main project I've been working on forever. And I'm finally getting to shoot it, but I literally can't shoot the film if I don't have this uh, crowdfunding campaign be successful. So please check it out. And, you know, any support you can give would be super appreciated. And, uh, we've got a lot of fun videos planned for this. Like once we hit certain markers, we're gonna, uh, release a bunch of videos, especially the main one is the teaser trailer. Like we're, we're holding the teaser trailer back until we hit 30% of our goal. So once we hit to hit uh, 30%, we're going to release the teaser trailer publicly. So I know we've been talking about that for at least a year because I shot it a year ago. Uh, so you know, if you want to check out that teaser trailer, help us get to our 30% goal so we can. Unlock it and share it with everybody.
1: Yeah. And also, as long as I've known you, you've been talking about The Alternate. I met right. you five years ago. <laughs> and right. uh, I think you started the podcast to to. It, – wasn't it in part to like chronicle The Alternate?
0: Yeah. That's part of the whole thing of the podcast was to be chronicling the making of my first feature. And it was like Timothy and I were like both going in, in like in pre-production – on our first features when we met. And so the whole, one of the the points of the podcast was to like, talk about the struggles of getting our films made. And in that process, uh, Timothy quit filmmaking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a struggle. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It sure is a struggle. And I'm still here and I'm actually making the film, which is so exciting. And, you know, I I met Andrew at a film festival uh, where he was showing his second feature. Um, which was really, really fun. And uh, The Age of Reason, if you guys don't know, it's a great film. I don't know if it's currently available anywhere right now. It's on (laughs) Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh,
1: and Amazon. But don't buy it from Amazon because the stripper is fucking everybody over. Okay, move on. Yeah, distributor.
0: We'll yeah, I will probably have Andrew on at a later date to talk about his distributor woes, because he's in this whole mix-up thing about distributor, which we were going to talk about at an earlier episode, but we just didn't get to it yet. But anyways, I mean, I think I sent Andrew maybe draft two or three of the alternate to read, maybe even back when it was called Strange Thing. That could have possibly been that long ago.
1: Wow, yeah. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, it was a few years ago, at least four, probably four years ago. Yeah, and I remember meeting
0: with, with Andrew at a, at a coffee shop after I had like put all this time and effort into this script and he just asked me a bunch of questions about the story and I had a lot to think about after that. And the script has changed like a ton since those drafts. But um, you know, a lot of it was, was due to your notes. So I really thank you for that, Andrew. It was really helpful. I think you probably gave notes notes on multiple versions, I-, I can imagine, over the years, right?
1: Or was it I can't just remember. One? I don't know if it was just the first one, but I don't think I've seen a draft in a couple of years, at least. Yeah, so.
0: probably not. Um, it It's probably like ready for, well, that's not true. I think it's ready to be shot, <laughs> but, but you know, it's always good to get like, you know, more feedback from people, even when it's close, I think, you know, so if you're up to read it again, I will I'll send it over. I'm, I'm in the middle of like a big cut right now because I got to cut down um, basically About 16 pages, and I've cut out half of that. I've cut out about eight or nine. Um, So I have like eight more to go. So I'm getting really close. What's the page count at? It's at 108 now. Okay. And I, I need to get it down to like 98 or 99. That's the goal that's what i can afford to shoot basically.
1: Well, if you send me the the script, i can give notes with that in mind. Oh, yeah, that would be helpful. I'll yeah. send you the 108-page
0: version. You could be like, "Okay, obviously this scene can be cut."
1: <laughs> <laughs> slash and
0: burn. <laughs> like, yes, if it was it was that simple. Oh my gosh. I should have sent it to you long ago. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, it it's been really it's been a lot going on with the movie in the last Three to four months or so. Um, been working on it a lot, making big, big uh, leaps and bounds towards shooting. But, Andrew, I don't know. Do you have any questions for me? Like, any things do you yeah. like, think I should have done by now that maybe I haven't done? Like, you know, you want to, like, I don't know, run through some things that I should be doing when I'm shooting my movie in, like, two months?
1: Well... Here, here's what I was thinking. So, my question is, where are you at? Like, where? what, I know that you've got, like, a million things in your head right now. I guess my first question is, like, what's your plan for a, so I'm assuming that while you're shooting, what, just tell me, like, the number of days that you've got planned, when it's gonna be, and I'm assuming that you're, like, clearing your schedule. Like, you're not working, you're not doing anything. So, like... You're good in that, in that regard, right? Well, I,
0: uh, I pretty much stopped working, uh, in the beginning of September. So pretty much all September, I've been only working on the movie. I, uh, I took a couple jobs. I just did a two day job this week that I probably shouldn't have done. But, uh, you know, I felt so guilty that I wasn't making any money that I was like, I should make at least a little money, (laughs) you know? Sure. Um, and I have one more shoot day for sure that's gonna happen in October and someone just called me about a shoot that I was like oh, maybe I'll do it but I probably have to turn that one down because I just really need the time to focus on stuff Um, but yeah and I I definitely wanted to be like 100% for full time uh, on the movie when I was doing the crowdfunding campaign because last time I did a crowdfunding campaign I, I was on vacation for two weeks before it and then when I got back I was like I'll have two weeks to promote the campaign and I'll be totally good and it was like the biggest disaster ever and I didn't know what I was doing it it was insane so I think this time I've put a lot more work into the prep and the execution I have a team behind me you know it's I'm I'm pretty confident that things are going to go well um but I just need to you really really hit it home with all that I'm going to do crowdfunding events I didn't do that last time at least one probably two crowdfunding events up Um, up
1: there up north
0: yeah yeah I think so Maybe one in Los Angeles, but definitely there's one scheduled. um, Actually, this is probably a pretty good announcement to make because for everybody who contributes to the um, crowdfunding campaign, you're invited to this party. Um, It's going to be on uh, Friday, October 11th in Atherton on our set, on our location for the movie. We're going to have this party like in Jake and Alt-Jake's house. It's actually more like Alt-Jake's house. But uh, yeah, you guys should uh, all come, you know, if you uh, support the film, even if you don't email me, I'm sure I can get you on the guest list, Uh, but it's going to be a really fun event. We're going to show the teaser trailer uh, for the film, which should be unlocked by then. If it's not, kill me. Um, And then, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) maybe show some of my old short films and just like, you know, get a chance for people to like learn more about the film and and meet some of the cast. Well, not the cast, but the crew. Um, I don't think the cast probably won't be secured by then. Um, But, you know, maybe we'll have some updates on that to give at least at that time, hopefully.
1: Okay. Here's what I was thinking. So in any case, like you have to set yourself up. My goal through this, I guess, is to make sure that no matter what, you're gonna make a movie, right okay. because that's Sounds good. That's the whole thing. like I don't care how much money you got, whatever. I know that you've got a lot of effects in your in your film, but setting that aside, like making sure that everything's set just on a technical level that like no matter what happens, you'll make a movie if you're okay. gonna do it like it, like let's say you don't get the crowdfunding. What's what are you Whoa. gonna do if if it doesn't are, is it <laughs> is it an all or nothing goal?
0: It, it well it's it's Seed and Spark does an eighty percent um start thing, eighty percent green light goal. So if we get to eighty percent, which is twenty thousand dollars. Uh, then we'll get that $20,000, you know? And I basically look at it like this. Like, I need to raise $20,000 if I'm going to make this movie. If we don't get our goal, that I think that's the only way the movie won't get made, is if we don't get our crowdfunding goal. Because there's other fundraising benchmarks I'm supposed to be hitting in, on top of this. Because I have a bunch of money in the bank. I have a, a huge portion of the budget already secured. But in addition to the crowdfunding, I need to raise a little bit more money. But like, let's say... I get the crowdfunding campaign you know secured but i don't raise the other money that i need i'm still gonna make a movie you know, I still have a backup plan for how to shoot in December. It just, we'd have to just scale back, basically. That's all.
1: Okay, got it. So, what what are you, are you shooting on your camera? No. So what are you shooting on?
0: Shooting on a RED, most likely. Um, uh-huh. Maybe an Alexa, uh, but probably a RED. Um, you know, I, I think it sort of depends on if we get the Panavision New Filmmakers Grant that we've applied for. Like, if we get that grant, then maybe we'll be able to do the Alexa, but... I think at this point, it's probably going to be, um, my cinematographer's red camera where we're, we're looking like it looks like we're going to have a bunch of uh, gear donations. So we're trying to do this really crazy thing where we shoot the whole movie on a dolly jib, um, uh, remote head combo, which basically will allow us to turn our dolly into. Um, a dolly that doesn't need dolly track because with the remote head that's got a stabilizer in it, like a, it's going to be like a Movi XL or something like that. Basically, you can push the dolly on its pneumatic wheels on concrete without having to lay track down. You'll still get that smooth dolly effect. And then it'll have the boom arm on it. So you'll be able to get the camera really high and really low. And basically, like whatever shot we need to get, like we won't have to take the camera off the, um, you know, the rig ever. We'll just like, you know put the arm in the right position and my cinematographer, you know, his whole plan is that's going to keep us going really fast through all our different setups, you know, and allow us to get like these really super cinematic shots at the same time.
1: Even though, I mean, your movie is mostly indoors, right?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's all indoors, but uh, yeah, there's, so we have these, uh, this basement office set that we've got in Atherton that we are, uh, we're going to build basically of, around this carport. And so, that is going to be one of the places where he wants to use it a lot. And then also in the house, um, there might be like one or two rooms in the house that are a little small where we might not be able to utilize it as much. But I mean, we've been going on tech scouts and like visiting these locations. And so Jason's got a whole plan for how he wants to do the whole thing. And every time I ask him, he says that we're going to shoot the whole movie on
1: that rig. Oh, okay. So I'm like, oh
0: yeah, sounds good. Let's do it, baby.
1: (laughs) Cool. Is it it literally all indoors? Is there like any outside, any cars, anything like that?
0: Yeah, there are like basically two main locations which are the house and the the office and then since it's the alternate right like there's two different versions to each one so we have mm. to set dress the house one way break it down set it another way and same for the basement office um, and then there are a few a handful of exteriors at the house um, in especially in the alt world where there's the pool so we have like pool exteriors a couple times and then Uh, There's uh, exterior in the front yard of the house um, at least twice. And then there's uh, one driving scene or a series of driving scenes in the end when they're going from like uh, Chris's sister's apartment to the pawn shop and and back and forth. So like there's like one scene where Peter drives him there and then there's one scene where the one Chris drives all, you know, another character jake to the the pawn shop so those are car stuff and then there's a whole plan to do this like gorilla style shoot at sfo (laughs) which we may or may not do but my uh, cinematographer is pushing hard to do that because we're just trying to get out of the house as much as we possibly can because um you know since so much of the movie takes place in the house we really want to like you know try to make it more dynamic by like getting the characters into different locations okay cool well
1: that's seems like pretty controllable how many how many shoot days do you you guys know yeah i'm I'm assuming you guys don't have a full schedule yet but
0: no we don't have the schedule yet um i started to make one but then that was when the script was 116 pages and i was like there's no way we can get that many pages into that few days so we are aiming for 15 days of shooting that's what we can afford with our current budget and we're gonna do five day weeks so five on two off that's the plan
1: Okay, cool. Well, that's not so bad. But then, so then, that's like seven, six, seven, eight pages a day. Yeah, it's like something like seven
0: pages a day, which to me doesn't sound like that much because I, I I've been shooting like twelve to twenty four or even more on previous projects. You know, I did this one sitcom where we shot sixty pages in a day. Yeah, wow. <laughs> which is like, I mean, definitely not recommended.
1: <laughs> but, I but we did it, you know. Yeah, I just heard that Adam Wingard used to shoot movies in two days. Did the movie in two days, like on a weekend. Wow. wow.
0: What but, movie um, did he do that that way? Not like The Guest or anything?
1: No, I, I want to say it was... It might have been like Pop Skull or one of the others. Maybe of his, I think he made one before that. And po- I've still never seen Pop Skull, which I... my. My girlfriend like knows his girlfriend and I've been like trying to be like, Hey, oh, wow. like like get me in into- like just let me like go text her and be like, Hey man, my my boyfriend like really wants to see your movie. Like can he just see your first movie? <laughs> and like I think she feels weird about it, but like I wanna try and pressure her into it. You should just try to meet him. He seems like
0: a really like I'd love to meet that guy.
1: Oh yeah, it would be great, but I don't wanna impose too much of my weirdness but but yeah, that'd be, that'd be rad. <laughs> I'm a um,
0: filmmaker and a fan. Uh, can we be friends? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I would just say, hey, look, man, I got five grand. Let's go make a movie tomorrow. Let's just oh, go do it tomorrow. Amazing. Let's just, yeah. let's just go do it and see what he says. That'd be um, great. But, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it seemed your schedule seems like ambitious, but if it's all in one location, so, so you're going to shoot basically one half, you're going to shoot the alt world and the real world. So you're going to do one and then dress the other and shoot everything else out. Yeah.
0: The plan is going to be like probably starting in regular Jake's basement office, shoot that for three days, however many days we need, you know, uh, then, uh, you know, leave there. Then in the meantime, the art department's going to be setting up, uh, the, let's say it's Jake's house. Shoot at all Jake's house stuff. You know, in the meantime, go back, have him, he's going to reset it to Alt-Jake's office, shoot all the Alt-Jake's office stuff. Then in that time, he's going to, you know, have to, you know, do Alt-Jake's house and do that whole, that art set up. And then we go back, shoot Alt-Jake's house, and then we're done. And then probably in the between there, that's where we'll fit. We have a, a few different locations. We've got like a scene where... He, you know, it's like a movie set, like set, you know, that's set in the city or like in an extra exterior location. And so we could shoot that in between, you know, in that, you know, while one of those setups are happening basically. And then we've got like a scene at like a lens crafters type store that we can do. And then like, there's an office and there's an, there's another office. There's two offices. There's an apartment, there's a bar and there's a pawn shop and then like one shot in, in a, in a commercial kitchen. So it's like super, that's it. That's like, I just named all the locations in the movie. So it's pretty, it's pretty small, you know, and all those other locations I mentioned, they're at most one day, although I'd probably say that they're all half day shoots, you know, cause they're really, they're pretty small scenes, you know, um, I think the apartment's probably the biggest scene, you know, besides that. But, uh, you know, we'll have to like double up, do like half, at one place go to another scene do half one of the things that my production designer wants to do is like get an office that he can dress multiple ways so we can do like you know shoot in one part of the office for this one scene while he's dressing the other part for the other scenes and then shoot that part there you know next so we don't have to like move locations to get these little half things done so we can do like multiple things in in one location you know yeah. Which I've done on, on films before. And I think it works well. Like there was one where we shot in this office and they, they turned it into like four different sets. <laughs> They're yeah. like, this office room is going to be the library. And so they like dressed it like the library. This office room is going to be the professor's office. Set it that way. This is going to be like the Facebook office. They set set a conference room to make it look like Facebook. This is going to be, you know, the movies, like the, the, the interview set up for like when he's being interviewed for this talk show, like set that up over in that corner you know and so we'll probably do a similar thing to that um but maybe maybe with less locations you know oh yeah they they downstairs in that same office building they turned that into the the cafeteria for a a, for a hospital (laughs) and it worked it it it, you know it definitely looks like it 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 matches like it it feels that you're in that kind of space just because like you know a little like cafeteria office sort of thing can you know, our office, uh, kitchen or whatever that can look like that can really be any office kitchen can kind of look like an office kitchen for a hospital, you know? Right. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, it was pretty smart. So how big, how big is your crew right now?
0: Boy, too big. It's probably like 24, maybe 22. Yeah. Everybody's got like a lot of people so that, you know, we've got three camera, we've got three art, three grip and electric, um, So that's already nine. (laughs) Then we've got uh, Sound, which is a two-person team. So that's 11. And then we've got um, Hair and Makeup, uh, which is one. So that's 12. Uh, Wardrobe, 13. Um, And then let's see what else. Then we've got AD and 2nd AD. So that's 14, 15. And then we've got at least two producers. So that's 17, me, 18, a couple PAs 20 um am I leaving any department out I think that's about it so yeah
1: maybe it's 20 and you're sound, you got like one sound sound guy two sound yeah two so a
0: sound person and a boom op right now is what we're okay. budgeted for so that's what I mean when I'm talking about scaling back like we could go down to to 10 if we had to I think right you know um how many people
1: did you have on your movie in your, on, on Age of Reason. Uh, Age of Reason, I think, was like 25.
0: Oh, so even a little bit more then. Damn.
1: Yeah. It, it was um, with, if you included, like, we had, like, dedicated crafty or, like, dedicated oh, food wow. services at one point. Wow. Who would, like, cook every day, so I kind of factored them in. But, yeah, it's probably about the same, probably, like, 22. But we had an 11-person cast also, wow. which really ballooned balloon things a lot yeah
0: yeah our cast is pretty small it's probably like it's two main people right who play the multiple roles um and then there's like one other kind of recurring uh supporting role you know um and it's really those three are the main and then there's the kid which is like roles getting smaller and smaller as i cut which is good yeah. um so that's four and then there's like uh there's like a handful of others who like extras inside but it's really just main. It's a really small cast, Um, which I think is good, you know, because I think you can have a really good, compelling movie with a small cast. Like, look at Ex Machina, right? Like, that's a really great example of, like, you know, a really intense film made with, like, you know, the smallest cast ever.
1: Yeah. I mean, you really I mean, I love those movies where there's only really two people like my goal. I would love to do like a My Dinner with Andre movie where it's literally two people. Wow. In a restaurant and they're just talking. Yeah, uh, just because it's so so cheap, <laughs> but <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, I already made my three person movie, so right, you know, got to got to one up that is
0: is a Fever Night your three person movie.
1: Yeah, there's well, there's actually I take it back. There's actually there's actually two other people in in one scene, so I guess there's five. But the bulk of it is just is bulk of it is actually two people because wow. <laughs> but um, you know, we went really far out there for that movie, and uh so I, I would love to try it again though, and. Do some, do some uh, different.
0: Right, but. right. Okay. What other, what else do you got for me? What other questions?
1: Well, well. Here's my thing. So, so where are you feeling? Like, is there anything you're like? I really need help, or I need to talk something through. Like, what are you? What are you most afraid of?
0: Well, I mean, I really wish it. I it wasn't the finances, but I mean, I think that's probably where most of my uh, apprehension lies right now. And like, I'm so like, you know, focused on raising the funds and trying to get that done, that I'm, I'm probably not putting as much, like, you know, fear into the film itself because I've read the script so many times. I, I'm been, I've had, like, four or five meetings with my production designer. I've had, like, four or five meetings with my cinematographer. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having phone calls with a special effects person and with my stunt people. And, like, you know, I feel like I've put a lot of prep into talking to the different department heads, you know, and we, you know, we've been on set a couple of times, like talking through like everything. So I, I feel like we're all feeling pretty confident about the prep for the actual movie. It's just, um, you know, like I, there's probably a lot more that I, I should be doing. Like I really obviously need to get the, the script to where it needs to be. Like that being under a hundred pages is probably the one area where I really should be like, you know, stealing more time away from the the marketing and the crowdfunding and the fundraising and focusing more on that. Yeah. what a, Oh, visual effects. I guess I'm worried about the visual effects too. That's the other area that I'm pretty, right. pretty concerned about um, just because like I don't have a visual effects supervisor who's going to be on set with me at the moment. Like I've got a great team in Los Angeles who like helped me with all the visual effects for the teaser trailer and for the crowdfunding videos and everything yes, our crowdfunding videos do have visual effects. It's true. Nice. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I don't really have that person who's, um, you know, talking through like all the approaches to all the shots. And I think that is what I'd really want. And I mean, I know my cinematographer is really smart and he's done things like this before. So I think he really understands like what you need to deliver a visual effects team in order to do the shot. Right. Um, But I really want to be like working with somebody closely on like, hey, like, how are we actually going to do this? You know, because I don't want it to just be what the crowdfunding video is. I want it to be more elaborate, you know, more than just like putting, you know, two like the same actor in the frame together, you know, left and right side of frame. Like I want these to be more dynamic interactions, you know, more dynamic shots with depth and all that good stuff, you know. So those I think those things take like planning. You know?
1: Yeah, that's a little different than what you had for Strange Thing, even though Strange Thing had some pretty some pretty like big effects. I thought. Oh yeah, you, you pulled off. Were you working with someone for that?
0: Yeah. So how do we do that? I mean, I think I had Alan, who was my visual effects um, artist on that film. I think he was there with me on set and he was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that looks good. Like, that was basically his deal. <laughs> and, like, he didn't even... He was just there on set for, like, the moments when we were doing the visual effects things and just, like, there to consult, con- consult basically. But it was pretty minimal for what we needed to do as far as, you know, being on... Like, getting everything he needed. It was just, like, get the plates. That was all it really was, just get plates of everything,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: And, and, and I think it came together pretty nicely. Although I think we didn't do the best job with the plates as possible, but we had just, we did, had just enough
1: where he was able to make it work. Yeah. So that's, is that what's keeping you up at night is like the visual effects? It's
0: more like I, I reach out to a bunch of people who I think can help me and then I don't, I either get no's or I won't hear back and then, and then I forget about it. And then when someone like you asked me what I'm worried about, then I'm like the visual effects, God damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's such like a specialized thing, and something that I actually really know nothing about. So, right. like the one visual effects guy I knew who was super talented, and I let. Well, actually, I probably know a few of them at this point now. But right, like, my one of you know, buddy of ours, he just like moved away, and I'm like, damn. I guess that you just have to keep keep searching for people because I don't, you know, I actually that's something I really don't know anything about. But is there anything else? that's like because it sounds like you've got your logistics handled like you've had all the prep meetings right now it's just a matter of like nailing down logistics and like dates and right i think what i
0: need to do is like getting the script done is probably the most important thing so i can hand that to my ad who can start prepping and start doing his thing you know and uh i have all my like major crew people uh confirmed and booked. So I have like my first AD, my second AD, my gaffer, my, you know, cinematographer, obviously, you know, makeup, like special effects. You know, I've got all these people lined up and working on it in some degree or, or another, but I think what probably is the most like nerve wracking thing that I need to like get in on or get on in general is just having a better sense of Yeah, like, you need to, like, make sure you do all these things, like, get all the small little locations that, like, won't, shouldn't be a problem to confirm, but you just have to confirm them, you know, and you just have to go out and find, like, a place we could shoot this eyeglass scene, you know, and it's like, not doing them now is okay, pretty soon, like, I need to start confirming all those locations like at least a month out you know so i'm not like stuck with nothing when we're ready to shoot you know do
1: you have help with this i mean is your producer how how hands-on are other people with the logistics and things like that
0: they're pretty hands-on my producer is is definitely going to be producing the movie with me um but he's making another movie in i think where the hell is he going it's somewhere far away it's like florida or something where he's like going to be for pretty much all of um like october like like the end of October through the middle of November. So I think a lot of that stuff, I'm going to have to lean on myself for a bunch, you know, and I have other producer support that I can, that can help me, but uh, I really just need to take the lead on those things, you know? Um, So I think what I need to do is like make some sort of list and like some sort of timeline list of like, all right, make sure that you do this, like locations to book and like, Yeah, I just got to make like a like a little like like a sheet in Google Docs, like locations confirmed, 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 must find, must find, must find, must find. And then just like, you know, start making myself, holding myself accountable to start finding those things, you know. And uh, I definitely have leads on offices and I have leads on bars that we can get for free from our contacts, but I haven't seen the photos yet. So I need to like look at all that stuff and like lock them in, you know.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, that stuff's overwhelming. Yeah. I would say look into it, make sure, like feel like you have a good handle on it. But you, I also don't think you like necessarily need to like book something solid now because people's schedules change and a lot of people don't know what they're going to be doing in like two or three months. So it right. feel like if you just get yourself in a place where like, right. I can, I feel like I have a handle on like places to go maybe you've made initial contact and they're interested that's about all you can really do because even if you book it sometimes people are just gonna be like oh i can't do this thing anymore with like two weeks left you know it's right the location stuff's tough
0: i think that's my producer's thought is that he doesn't like the idea of booking out um all the locations so far in advance because yeah that, for that same reason like things change so i think he, he really likes doing it like, within the first, the last month, you know, to, like, get all the the secondary locations. I mean, it's great that we have the main locations and, like, getting those booked, really that was, like, a huge source of relief. Like, when we found locations that the whole team liked, you know, I was like, okay, like I can kind of relax now, you know? Like a big part of this is
1: solved. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming I haven't read the latest drafts, but I'm assuming it's like 90% of the script. So, oh, yeah. So, if you can, let's say, worst case scenario, you shoot out 90% of the movie and you've got these other locations that you'll have to do with a skeleton crew later. Right. Like, that's the worst. Case and that's not what I'm saying you should do, but it's like right, right, yeah. I mean, if you had to do that, like at least you got ninety percent of the movie in the can, and you know, but you probably aren't going to have to. But that's that should be like a relief.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think the 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 other thing that this all comes down to is like who I cast in the movie. Because if we cast like a real act like a not I shouldn't say real actor, they're all real actors, but like you know somebody who we're going to be paying to do it, like a. Uh, like a hollywood actor who has some credits that people have heard of and is like would be a really a big get for us it's like we we really that makes things so much more difficult to have to do pickups later but if i shoot with a local actor who i know then doing it that way wouldn't be a problem you know but uh, i really feel like like and i know jeff is really seems to be pretty insistent that we get somebody with some sort of like you know like fan base or following of some kind so that because that's going to really make all the difference in getting into film festivals i think you know because everybody all movies have some sort of recognizable actor in them now so if you don't have that it really puts you behind i
1: think in a lot of ways where are you at with the um with the casting like what's uh what's going on 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 that end
0: we made a few offers and we heard a few no's but uh basically the thing that I'm, I'm stuck with is that my producer doesn't want to make any more offers until we have more money in the bank, you know, because he doesn't want to have it be a situation where we can't shoot the movie. Um, if we, if we, uh, book somebody basically, and I'm getting that number higher every day. Like I've secured a few investments since he's gave me that, you know, that talking to basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but We know we're we're just not at the number that he wants to be at. So it's basically going to be up to me to like kind of convince him to be like, look, man, like when can we can I start sending offer letters again to people? Because we have we have an identified like two or three actors that we really like, and one in particular who we feel like will say yes to this, Um, but we just have to wait and see if uh, you know what they say once we approach them.
1: Yeah. Okay and then that's for and then the rest of the the rest of the cast do you know who you've got for the other roles
0: not really i mean the first the main 3 i kind of all want to like maybe get people who have some kind of recognized like some sort of credits or some sort of history or whatever and then basically if we don't get a big actor for the two leads what you know or big actors i should say for the two leads then um I would probably want to get, like, a big actor for that third character, you know, so, like, at least we have somebody to come in for uh, for that, you know, where it's, like, yes, like, these are, like, great, wonderful local actors we have for these th- their leads, and then, oh, here we've got, like, someone that you've heard of, you know, playing the friend character who we can put on the poster. Although, my my producer, he said he's done that before, and it said it hasn't really worked out for him that well, but um, I feel like you know worst case scenario that's like what i want to do as a backup right. so
1: just yeah okay cool
0: yeah i feel like it's like all the small little production things like if we have a mo- like let's say i finished this crowdfunding campaign and i'm like so wrapped up on, on, on it and i you know I, I'm, I'm obviously going to be working on the movie during that time and getting these things done like f- like really like you know taking care of the big check boxes that i have to check like You know, figuring out casting, figuring out, um, you know, getting the script to where it needs to be, all those things. Because those things really do need to happen in October. Visual effects supervisor, figuring out a plan for that. Those things all have to happen. But, like, if I wake up November 1st and, you know, the crowdfunding is done, it's successful, we've got the money that we need and whatever, but we don't have our little locations yet and we don't have, you know, like the little kind of production details figured out, it's like... I know we can get that done in a month. Like, I'm not worried about finding like, you know, five small locations within a month's time. Like, that's totally fine. You know, Um, it's more like I have to make sure that the bigger things that need time to process happen, happen within that time, you know, including green lighting the special effects. Because without giving anything away, like we have some special effects that are going to need some planning, you know, to do. And like my special effects makeup artist, she can't, she can't, uh, she can't just do it overnight. Right. Like I can't just be like on November, November 15th or 16th to be like, okay. And you're greenlit, you have 14 days to do this. It's like, it just doesn't work that way. Like she needs like a month to do a lot of this stuff. So being able to give her the green light is another important factor. And I think like in my mind right now, the way I'm looking at it, the first things to get cut are the last things to get cut, I should say, are going to be art department and special effects. Like those two, like, cause that's this whole movie. Like if it doesn't look good and the special effects aren't believable, then the whole thing is down the tubes, right? So like those two things need to be legit. And I think as far as the look and the feel, like that's also important. Of course, like the lighting's important, camera's important. But I know we can make it look really good and awesome with a smaller team if we have to. Um, but you know, if you don't have anything good to put in front of the lens, what's the what's the point of it lighting it really well, <laughs> right? You know, so
1: yeah, especially for a- this movie, I-, I agree with that. I mean, you're gonna make it look good, and if worse came to worse, I mean, you could, I mean, you you'd be able to help with lighting. You know what I mean? Like, right. You'll be you guys will make it look good. Yeah, totally. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And if I remember right, FX are like a huge part of the movie. So yeah, they are. Yeah. Um,
0: Especially in the, in the later half, but uh, you know, which is, which is why like this movie is so exciting to me and why after five years, like I still get really excited when I work on it, when I think about it, when I write, when I work on the script, where I read the script, when I look at any of the key art or watch the teaser trailer, this just like, this is the movie that I'm supposed to make. And I'm so excited to be making it. And I think like having that feeling for a film is almost the most special thing because I mean, having experience before, like you don't get that excited about, about an idea always. And sometimes you'll get really excited about something. And then like two months later, you'll be like, ah, that's a stupid idea, you know? Um, so I just feel really lucky that I'm, I'm so in love with this, this film still,
1: you know? Yeah, for sure i think we kind of went through most of what i had to ask is there any i
0: have a question for you sure when you were making age of reason for example did you ever get tired of it or were you in love with it the whole way through while you
1: were making i mean that movie started in a very different place like it was not a family movie when we were writing it in college it was like it was gonna be a low it was gonna be like a you know five five thousand dollar movie that jordan and i were gonna act in and shoot ourselves and like, set up the camera ourselves. And like, it was a completely like art house, like punk movie. And so it just changed a lot because after Fever Night, we were like, I don't, we don't want to do another two or three person movie. Like, let's, let's do something completely opposite genre of like psychedelic uh, cult. So, I mean, truthfully, I don't, I was like, not in a good headspace when we were making that movie. So, um, I don't even remember if I liked it or not. I just knew that, like, I needed to make a movie. Otherwise, like, what was I doing with my life? Like, I had no, <laughs> wow. I had no hobbies, no nothing. And um, right. so, you know, I basically said to Jordan at, in, like, November of 2009, like, we need to make something. Or maybe it's 2010. And I was like, I need to, like, make something. I'm going to move to Texas because I need to, like, make something. And we know that we have people out there. And it was hard to make stuff in L.A. at the time that we wanted to make. It just didn't. The look wasn't right. And so, he was like, okay, like, all right. So, we moved out to Texas to make Age of Reason. And and truthfully, I just was like, I need to do something because I'm going crazy. Um, So, um, that was – I don't even think I was tired of it or or anything. It was just like, we just need to make stuff. So, And and truthfully, from like – from when we ran our Kickstarter campaign, which was like December 2010, we were shooting the following – September. So it wasn't a oh, whole wow. lot of time. I mean, we just like went straight into it and that's what we did with fever night too. So I, I, I haven't had the experience of like a five year project. Right. So,
0: well, that's, that's interesting. Cause like, you know, you did it in December and then you shot the next fall. Like this is a lot <laughs> different cause you know, I'm, you know, doing my crowdfunding in uh, you know, October and then we're going to shoot in December. So it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know? Sure. Uh, I think the difference, though, is that, you know, I've put like four years of development into the movie before that. So it's like I've been working on this for a very long time and I already have financing and, and, you know, in place. It's just this is like the last piece of it, basically. Uh, so it's it's a li- it's a kind of a completely different approach because like you had nothing when you started your crowdfunding right like you were just gonna make the movie for whatever your, your crowdfunding
1: budget was yeah if we had made it yeah I mean if we hadn't have made our crowdfunding budget then I don't really know what we would have done but we would have still made it probably <laughs> do, do you remember what you asked for on crowdfunding yeah we asked for twenty thousand we got 25 Wow
0: and how did you secure that? that money like what advice do you have for me like going into my crowdfunding campaign for my feature in order to make sure I'm successful
1: I don't know I mean honestly I wasn't very good at it like I don't really know what I was doing but we just sort of hit up all our friends and family this was before Kickstarter had sort of before it was really a big thing we got picked up by IndieWire I think because they liked the project and so they they wrote an article where it was mentioned and we got like a lot of funding from that. Like we got a lot of publicity. It made the front page of Kickstarter. So oh, wow, I think that that helped boost it. And that was like a total fluke. Like, I don't really know how that happened, but it happened. I guess I would say like- Did you email IndieWire or did they just pick it up independently? They picked it up independently, which was really cool.
0: I just emailed them today to let them know that my crowdfunding campaign is launching on Monday. Good, man. (laughs) We'll see what they say. Yeah. we have emailed them stuff before and they have not responded, so... We'll see.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you like you have to do. You got to do that sort of self-promotion, emailing stuff that doesn't feel good. It feels really icky, but um, I feel like you still got to do it. And I right. still do that stuff all the time for whatever. I tried to get Werner Herzog to do a voiceover on my last documentary. Like I talked to his a- I talked to his like agent's oh, yeah. assistant. And was like, "Dude, like you got <laughs> Like that that's and a lot of times you get don't get answers and sometimes you do and it's just kind of like whatever. Like move on." But uh, I go, like, all out. I try to get anybody, you know. Right. I don't really care anymore. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I'm i basically focusing on my network, you know. Like, that's sort of my way to do it. And I'm basically, I go through through phases. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I, it feels uncomfortable to, to put yourself out there in this way. And then in other times, I feel like, Oh, this is actually really exciting. I get to like reconnect with a friend who I haven't seen in a long time or talked to in a while and tell them about this wonderful thing that I'm making that I'm so excited about. And in my case, like I'm also sharing this teaser trailer that I've been working on for a year that I just literally just finished the final sound mix on like last week or earlier, I guess last week now, earlier this week while we're recording it. And uh, it's more like a really positive, exciting thing because it's like, hey, look at this thing I made. Um, you know, if you like it, help, help support me, help get this thing made, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like, if you're, if you're emailing like a hundred people a day, like I'm probably actually do a hundred people a day. I'm probably going to try to email a hundred people on Monday. Like, that's my plan, like individual, like people. And I've, you know, already written a bunch of these emails because I'm writing them to each person individually, not doing a mass thing. Cause like, I don't know. I think the mass thing is like kind of worse. It's almost better when you're like reaching out to each, each person individually. Um, and then uh telling them a little bit about the movie, you know, kind of checking in with what they're doing and then uh, just seeing what they say. But if I get like, you know, like a, like out of the, Like, I'm probably going to send 500 emails or more during this campaign. Maybe, uh, I don't know, we'll we'll, we'll see see how many. But, like, if I get, like, half of those people to look at it, you know, and, like, half of that supports it, like, that's, like, 125 people. So that would be pretty good. But, I mean, I'm going to need a lot more than 125 backers in order for this to be successful. It's going to have to be, like, you know, probably, like, like almost 500, you know? (laughs) to actually do it right that's why you listeners come really in handy because you can make up a big a big uh percentage of that 500
1: <laughs> yeah i mean if everybody listening you know if you see because your podcast is free Alric, so it's free that's if you true. really want to if you want to like give Ulric a little something back for running this podcast you know just right. yeah, give him like five bucks
0: yeah this is like this is episode 225 I think that this is going to be today so it's been 225 hours of uh, free podcast that I've been delivering the world uh, no one asked for it, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I've been delivering it anyways. And, uh, you know, it's been really wonderful to hear from the fans over the years and to connect with people and to get these emails every once in a while talking about how much they like the show. So if, if you're one of those people who really love the show and you listen to it, um, you know, every week, or even if you've listened to like, let's say 50 episodes or a hundred episodes, or if you listen every other week, like this is your time to, to give back to, uh, well, not to the show directly, but to the movie to get this thing made <laughs> and to, to help make it happen, you know? And, uh, we actually have a couple of interesting perks, like I, that I've gotten cleared by my co-host. But if you, uh, you know, uh, put in a certain amount of money, you have the opportunity to select a topic for the show and oh. make it, basically make us talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> And I'm not saying we'll talk about it for a full hour because that might like end the show. But, uh, you know, depending on how good the topic is, we might talk about it for that long. So that's one way that, uh, you know, trying to get people involved and excited to, you know, to support the film. And then also, if you want to be a guest on the show, that's another perk that we're offering. Oh. Um, and again, same thing. You might not be a guest for the whole show. But you'll definitely be a guest for part of it. And, you know, even if you don't have any filmmaking background, but you just want to talk about movies for 20 minutes, 15 minutes. But I think what I said in the thing was 15 minutes of fame, right? So we'll talk about whatever you want for at least 15 minutes and you'll be on the show for at least 15 minutes. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> if you want to be involved, that's, that's a way to get involved. And we're also doing things like, you know uh gonna put your face inside the portal for this for our film because we have our portal is completely done and designed and is a big part of the teaser trailer so we'll, we could do a little image of you walking out of the portal which you can see examples of on the page uh, and also, like, if you don't like the portal very much, but you're just a big sci-fi nerd, like, we'll put you in your favorite sci-fi uh, movie or show or whatever. So, like, I got examples on the thing of me as Riker on Star Trek because I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. And then I put myself in Alien, which was really fun. So, <laughs> you know, hey man, if you uh, you give twenty five bucks uh, to the to the project, you can be put in any of your thing, and I'll do that for you right away. This little ph- Photoshop love, boom, boom, bam. Put it on your Facebook and you're ready to go. So
1: nice, yeah, yeah. You know something that I've seen other people do when they're raising for for movies, especially, is they've like done partnerships with, I don't know, their local like like friend. Like for example, if someone gives a certain amount, they'll get like the services. Like let's say I was a script consultant, one way I could give to you all or could say be to say, hey, if someone throws you X amount of dollars, I will for free you know, speak to this person about their production for an hour and consult them. And I'll, yeah, and I'll yeah. offer those, you know, stuff like that. So if you know people who like have certain things like that, because you cater to a filmmaking community, obviously everybody who's listening to this is right making films or wants to, and they don't know how to, maybe some of them don't know how quite how to move forward, you know, so you can offer stuff to your audience too. Uh, the the listeners right now, like stuff like that.
0: Yeah. uh, If anybody has a certain uh, gift or trait or skill that they want to lend to the film, And you want to be your own perk? How about that's for a perk? Be a perk in my crowdfunding campaign. Email me and I'll get it. Oh, we'll see if we can figure something out. But it's funny that you should mention script consulting, because that's actually a perk I'm offering. Uh I'm offering my services as script consulting to people. There you go. So uh you know, I've uh you know written like at least 20 short films two features maybe two and a half at this point um i made like whatever seven short films making my first feature so i've got a lot of filmmaking experience so if you want some script consulting on a short or feature you could do that as well those are both options uh, in the perks and then also producing c- consultation as well so if you want help getting your film made I'll, I'll help you with that as well so those are all things that you can get um on the the crowdfunding page um and a couple other really fun things on there, too, that, uh you know, you can go find or whatever. Um, you know, we're trying not to do any physical perks because I kind of burned myself on physical perks last time. So it's all, like, digital stuff, like, things that um, get me involved with, you know, the the delivering of the perk in one way or another, uh, which I think is always fun, you know? Right, so you're not
1: doing, like, DVDs.
0: No, no DVDs, no T-shirts, no posters. I just... I feel like my my general thought and th- we did a whole episode about this but my general thought is that people don't really want that stuff anyways because it's just going to crowd up their their closets and their their houses, you know. Um yeah. and that stuff is really cool and I think it's neat but I mean I just think that like I don't know. Physical perks are a little overrated in my opinion. Um certain things I think it's better for like obviously tabletop games, physical perks are a big thing cuz you're you're actually getting it. that's the whole point is a game, you know? Or even comics, you know, like like our books obviously physical perks make more sense, but I think for a movie it's like people want to see the movie, they want to be involved with the movie they want to like have some stake in the film. So those are the kinds of perks that I'm offering for the alternates. things that gets you involved with the making of the movie. Because I really, you know, I believe in the collaboration and filmmaking. And I think like, you know, collaborating with the audience in any way I can is going to just make the movie better, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I like that. Is there uh, a reward for becoming uh, an EP? Yes. Like how much do you have to, do you want to talk? To- yeah,
0: the executive producer option, it's actually not, we can't do executive producer because you know, people who uh, actually invest in the movie, like they have to put a lot more in, in order to get the full ex- executive producer credit. But you could be a co-EP for $5,000. And then I think the associated associate producer um, credit is, is $2,000. And uh, I think of both of those i say like hey you know if you want to really be involved with the movie that's a way you can really get in there because i'll share the script with you guys I'll, I'll ask for your feedback for your input like you can be as much on set as you want or as little as on set as you want whatever your involvement level that you're interested in um you know that's that's how you can um you know really put that perk to the best use. But I also say if you just want to be on set and just eat eat uh eat the craft services and you know just just drink uh Lacroix after Lacroix, you can do <laughs> that too.
1: <laughs> have you had key lime Lacroix? I have. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Is that what's your favorite one?
0: I think I like the classic. It's like the grapefruit one. I think that's the one that I really like. The po- pom pomple pom 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, that one's I'll, good too. I
0: always go over the papa moose, man. It's just uh, it's quite delightful. Oh, I agree. I also really just like sparkling water in general. So like, forget the little flavored LaCroix and just go straight sparkling. I like that's a good that's a good choice as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, I uh, have never drank. I never started drinking any of that stuff till like a year ago. But I oh, like really? It, so that's funny.
0: Yeah, it's like the new go to on set. Whenever I'm buying crafty for any job that I'm producing, it's like that's always the La Cro- Lacroix is the go to. I do Lacroix. I do iced teas, and then I do um, – what's the other one? Uh, just, like, sparkling waters, like little individual ones. Because, like, I think that's – no one wants soda anymore. No one's drinking Coke anymore. Yeah. No one's drinking Sprite anymore. You know, we're all too conscious about our bodies to be drinking Coke and Sprite, you know. Diet Coke, maybe. People definitely drink Diet Coke. I got a bunch of Coke and Diet Coke given to me for a shoot recently, and I had that in my cooler, and I noticed that, like, Diet Coke went – down way faster than than regular coke like oh, i pretty yeah. much still have all the regular coke
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny i'm like way more like i don't know if i should have a coke but where are all the smokers at where are all the film smokers uh, at i'm gonna go so over funny. there yeah let me find them but like i'm like weird about sugar uh are you uh do you,
0: are you a big smoker
1: on set on I mean, set it's like jeez oh, so i'm like oh it's fun i it's like an old <laughs> thing that like just always making stuff when I was younger. I was like, ah, smoking, and it's, like, fun. It's, like, I don't drink or, like, do drugs anymore. So it's, like, oh, I just, like, smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and, like, bullshit with people. That's, like, my partying.
0: Wow. Yeah, the the smoking, I, like – you know, I, I smoked a little bit in high school, but got over it really fast. And then I was in the best professions uh, for someone who doesn't like smoking. Uh, I was a bouncer.
1: <laughs> for oh, a really?
0: Yeah. And then I was on set. And like, yeah, those two things. It's like everyone smokes all the time. And so I just got used to it. And like, you know, I have a few friends who smoke and I never smoke, but like it doesn't really bother me because it's just like a part of the culture in a way, you know, and um, but although I try to really limit the smoking on set because I know that, like, people don't always appreciate it, you know, and like a lot of locations that you shoot at, there's like a lot of no smoking rules or there's only certain areas where you're allowed to smoke, you know. So I, sometimes I am become the this, this smoke officer, police officer, just like, oh, can't smoke here. Got to go to the area.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Well, that's We're going get fined. To... <laughs> yeah. I so I just would smoke in my car. Like, oh, that's I was funny. just, just smoking my car all day. No one could, like, tell me whatever. And right. uh, that's where I disappeared to. But now I, I don't smoke in my car. And I just got a new car, so I'm definitely not smoking in that oh, one. Oh, that's funny. So, nice, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens next time I get on... Uh, on a bigger set.
0: So I'm wondering like, do we cover all the alternate things or is there anything else to talk about the alternate that like we haven't talked about? Um, well, there is
1: the matter of post, but oh, I don't right. know if that's the concern, but I will ask oh, yeah. how much or not how much, but like, Do you have money that you're not touching set aside for post?
0: Well, uh, that's part of the, the fundraising. So we, we do have, um, money like, like that's, you know, set aside for the post production. Um, but, uh, you know, we're mainly just worrying about getting the movie in the can because I'm going to be our editor no matter what. So the main part of post isn't even in the budget, you know, because I'm going to do it. So we really just need to have post for visual effects um, and for, you know, sound finishing and delivering and all that other stuff. Um, but, you know, Jeff, my producer, his whole thing is – You know, once we have the movie shot or we're making the movie, like he feels way more confident in raising the last money than he does this first money, you know. So as long as we get what we need to make make the movie and we get the movie in the can, like that leather part, we're not really worried about that much, you know. And I don't think we'll have to go back and do another crowdfunding campaign. It'll just be like a matter of like going around to uh either previous investors or investors who are like saying, oh, yeah, I think I'm in, but I'm not sure. And then like just being like, OK, look, it's time. <laughs> Here's yeah. the movie. It's amazing. Like, help us finish it, you know. Um, So I, I think that'll be I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm kind of confident about it all, you know, which is maybe... I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be so confident, but uh, I do feel like we're going to get everything that we need for this thing, you know, because I really believe in the project. I really believe in our team and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback on everything. So I think once all this stuff gets out to the world and everyone starts to see it, I think we're really just going to get what we need to get this thing done,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, you've been putting so much prep into it for so long that it's kind of like if this were a war... You get to, you already got to the battlefield and scoped it out, which is like the number right. one thing you got to do to win a war. You got to get there first, and you know anyway. So, um, you know, you you've kind of got everything lined up in terms of that. It sounds like I think you're in good shape.
0: So before we end this, I want I have two questions for you. One. What last piece of advice do you have me for me for the crowdfunding campaign? Like what was one thing that you did or that you remember from your campaign that w- helped you get it done?
1: Well, I think it's a good idea that you're not doing physical delivery of things uh, and something like, hopefully it's th- it is things that you can deliver right away or like when you're in post-production and not like, you know, where if it's like one mistake that I made was we were like, okay, well, we'll do DVDs. Well, unfortunately, for Age of Reason, no distributor at, w- is going to pick it up if there's DVDs circulating. So, that was uh, one that we couldn't deliver on because right. we were like, well, and we were out of money and you have to factor in the cost of making the DVD if you're not going to do it anyway and sell it. Now, we might still do that because um, no one has the rights to it. We own all the rights, even though it's like it's on Hulu right now. We it's not exclusive. So like, we might still do that. But we had to wait to make sure that like, we weren't gonna go with a, a distributor, and they're gonna want rights and blah, blah, blah. So but that's still something that like, hangs over my head, like, oh, that's still something like, I haven't delivered on. And truthfully, I don't think anyone cares at this point, but me and I, I feel like, there's like, just like weird guilt about it. But, um, you know, I definitely think that like, you're doing the right thing, by not putting yourself um on the line right. for later on
0: yeah the what the, the thing that we are offering instead of physical deliverables is like if you want to be involved in the process you can see a pre-festival cut like a feedback cut we're calling it
1: mm-hmm. so you can
0: like weigh in on the making of the movie you know so like that's like a, a an offer that we're giving a perk that we're offering that's uh, cool and- that's good Yeah, and then the other one is a post-festival link. So, like, once the movie has gone through festivals, then we'll send you a a link that you can watch um, privately, basically. So, it's like another way that, like, we can give our fans the movie early, you know, before uh, the distribution deal that shouldn't sour anything because it's not going to be, like, they can uh, reproduce it or anything. It's not going to be a download. It'll just be, like, a link that they can view,
1: you know? That's cool yeah, yeah. That's, that that's I like that
0: my producer was a little nervous about that because he's like hey that's gonna screw up all the stuff but then I was like well it's a link and it's gonna be like private and you, you you're not gonna be able to download it like he's like okay okay all right I feel better about that so anyways. yeah okay couple more things that you guys can get if you want to support the film. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then another question I I want to have you ask me was like, or a little piece of advice was like anything on the movie, like in prepping for the feature, like something I should keep in mind as a director going into my sure. film, like something that I should be doing, or like a small tip that'll like help me stay
1: sane. Like, what do you get? All right, a couple things. First of all, the temptation with some people who are shooting stuff. I'm not saying you're doing this, and just like to anyone listening, really. But you're going to be shooting a feature, right? It's going to be basically three weeks. There's a lot of temptation for people to say like, okay, the first, you know, we'll like ease into the heavy stuff. So it'll be like, okay, like maybe the first day we'll like, we'll do some first, you know, couple days. We'll like tread lightly. We'll get a lot done, but we'll shoot like these kind of more technical things. We will kind of like ease into the schedule. And I say, don't do that at all. On your first day, shoot a big scene. Because okay, and your first week, shoot really heavy stuff. like don't don't shy away because the that's when everyone's energy is up and you don't want to kill it by doing like low intensity, low energy things because in week two, uh, everyone's energy is gonna drop. and that's when you want to do the the kind of like, uh, more technical shots, those kind of things. Like, get your big scenes with your actors done in your first week as much as you can and shoot out a ton of pages so everyone's feeling good. Because that'll get you through, like, the, the low points of the middle. And then coming out, you know, stack the end with, like, with other kind of – other big things that you couldn't do logistically in the beginning maybe. Like, I know your setup's a little different because you've right. got – You've got to, like, switch out these sets and things. But I would just say structure in a way that, like, your first week, you hit it really hard and you just fly out of the gate with, like, you know, 40 pages.
0: So you don't think, like, shooting chronologically is a big deal? Like, you're more into, like, getting the meat done first and then worry about the potatoes later, basically? Or not the potatoes, like, the greens, I guess. It's meat and potatoes.
1: So meat and potatoes first, then the greens. (laughs) I mean, it just depends. But most of the time, like, you don't – there's no – need for me to shoot chronolo- uh, chronologically it just depends on the logistics of the of the shoot itself so it's not really a big deal to me it, but it depends on the movie if the movie like necessitates that like if that's just a part of the the movie and you got to do it then like i would say do it but if you don't need to no i mean like hit the ground running hit it hard and like get everyone's best work when their energy's high i think the Last, so both movies, we shot like really big scenes the first day. Or like the fir- yeah, the first day we shot like these huge scenes. Uh, I think on Fever Night, we shot nine pages the first night in a tree. It was the most uncomfortable wow. thing. Like they, they were in the tree the whole night. Wow. But that was the first thing we did. And it was like, okay, that's done. We can cross that off. No one's going to have to do that. Let's move on. And it was like a good way of getting started. Nice. Yeah, I
0: think you hear a lot that people like ease, they want to ease into the character, like get the actors comfortable so they're like ready for the really heavy emotional stuff. But you're not into that. You're just like, you know, if they're really professional actors and, you know, if they know their stuff, then they can just do it right out of the gate.
1: Well, you don't need to go with the heaviest scene. Like, don't go with the climax maybe, but there's going to be other important scenes that like maybe there's a scene at the end of the first act or somewhere in the second act that's like a real turn, like like just something that's meaty, like nothing that's like, don't do inserts or like characters walking around Right. your first, you know what I mean? Like, do you have all these pickup shots and things that we need? Don't, don't do that. Right. Just hit them with like a big scene right away and like get those pages moving. Your producers will be, everyone will be happier if you're moving, if you hit the ground running, because that's when energy is go. the highest. So that, that's, that would nice. be my my, uh, thing.
0: Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, Andrew. That's good advice, man. I definitely take that. Cause like, I, I always feel like doing hard things first is like sort of like how I approach things. So like not maybe sometimes even the most difficult thing first, just like get right in there. But, uh, yeah, I think it's smart in a, in a bigger project to like, yeah, pick a thing that's got some, some legs to it. That's a tough scene, but like, don't do the, the, the biggest thing first, like, you know, just let the actors like act and like figure it out because if if you just give them, you know, whatever, insert shots and in like non-dialogue scenes, like how are they going to find their character, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, maybe you don't have to do the huge scene the first, very first thing you shoot, but it should be your biggest, like really big stuff in the first couple days, few days. Like don't don't be afraid. And uh, the the other thing I would mention that you came to mind when you asked me the question originally was like, managing your mental state which you kind of touched on because it it gets really tough and we were talking before the show about you know how you're going through the crazy ups and downs already and that's normal and it's going to happen and you have to like not pay attention to the to the major swings up and down that are like this is this is amazing. And then I suck. And this is the worst thing ever. You know, that's, it's really tough to deal with and the pressure is going to be intense. Yeah. But I would like try to find some way to get offset. Like first thing in the morning, like try to get some time alone. You're going to be like surrounded by people.
0: Yeah. 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 been trying to go to the gym every day. That's been like my, my thing that I've been trying to do, but it's been really hard to actually make it happen. And so this week I did not go to the gym at all. Last week I went like four or five times This week, not so much. I don't know. I think I'm just going to do my best to like give myself time to like, you know, get my body, you know, in good health and, you know, have mental time to like be getting in the right mindset and then like hitting all the tasks after that. Because it it has been up and down. It has been emotional. Like some days I feel so great about everything. And then it's it's like, you know, some moments I feel, oh my God, like what am I doing? You know, and it's just up and down, back and forth. But I think I just need to push through and keep that positivity up no matter what, you know, because that's what's going to make this thing land It's like staying positive keeping the energy up and you know just making the best movie i can you know
1: yeah and uh i mean don't be afraid of like being of letting yourself feel the downs uh you don't want to like i don't know maybe like rub off on your crew too much obviously but you know just kind of kind of got to go with it it's sort of like the price of admission i feel like for any uh I, what is the what is the the i forget the saying but it's like for people who have regular jobs versus people who like have creative work. And it's like right. the cost of, you know, having a regular job and doing that is boredom and the cost of doing something creative or in our case, like making movies is loneliness. And that's just something that's going to happen. Like you're going to feel super alone. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So thanks so much, Andrew, for this episode. It's been great to talk about the movie. I hope everyone's gotten their fill of the alternate for now. Uh, we're going to do one more alternate based episode during the campaign, Uh probably with my production designer, Rob, where he's going to talk about cra- uh, crafting the look of the alternate and like, you know, what his work has been and like what he's focusing on and like what it's like for us to collaborate. Uh, But, you know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll revisit this, but check out the campaign. You know, give me some love. You know, either with a, a contribution or just by posting it on your Facebook. You know, like one of the things that some people are, are hopefully going to do or will do is that you're going to change their cover picture to that of the movie on Facebook for uh, the month. So, like all the team members, hopefully, will have alternate f- film-based uh, cover photos. And then link those to the crowdfunding campaign, and then that way all their networks can see it and can you know post in on or uh, just check out the campaign. So if you're a big fan of the movie and you want to see it get made, and let's say you you contribute, you can then you could take your photo, fo- your photo that I'll provide like an alternate photo, and then you can put that in your crowdfunding camp uh, on your Facebook uh, cover page, and then link it to the crowdfunding. And that will help in such a big way because then it's like basically activating everyone's networks around around the campaign. So, Andrew, I don't know if you're a big Facebook person, but I don't know maybe you could do that for even a week. That'd be pretty cool.
1: (laughs) I will commit to this to this for one month. Wow! Wow! Put it as my cover. That's amazing, Andrew.
0: You're the best. So, yeah, guys, go over to www.seedandspark.com slash fund slash the alternate film. That's where you can go and support the movie right now. Again, seedandspark.com slash fund slash the alternate film. Go check it out. Do do what you can. You can follow us on Facebook and on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. We're Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, at the alternate film, and then on uh, Twitter, it's alternate film one on Twitter. So check it out. Uh, Thanks so much for all the support and the love over the years with the podcast. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate um, any contributions or support you can give to the podcast because or to the podcast, to the to the film, to the alternate, because that is going to be such a make such a big difference in getting this thing done, especially right now on on day one. This is the time, people. So uh, hopefully everyone's, uh, you know, typing into their browsers right now and, you know, you know, getting getting their uh, their Seed and Spark uh, campaign set up. Oh, and also make sure to follow the project on Seed and Spark once you sign up, because the more follows I get, the better uh, like bonuses I get through Seed and Spark. So apparently, when I get a thousand followers, it unlocks a bunch of like bonuses for my project so Ooh. yeah after you can contribute make sure to follow or if you can't contribute and you're just sharing a follow is great too so you can do both like even or one or the other like if you can't contribute you can follow you can share the project like all that stuff would be good so yeah i think enough of that right now uh andrew are you able to take us out do you, do you know all the things to say or do i have to do it
1: I think you're going to have to do it. I don't have it in front of me. (laughs) Okay, fair enough.
0: All right. Well, again, everybody, thanks for listening. And thanks to Andrew for coming on last minute and doing this episode with me. Dude, this has been really fun.
1: Of course. Thank you.
0: And uh, you can check out our website at makingmoviesishard.com, where you can find links to the things we talked about on this episode, including the crowdfunding for The Alternate at seedandspark.com slash fun slash The Alternate Film. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MMIH Podcast. I am B on Twitter and Instagram and. Andrew, where are you at?
1: Uh, You can find more info about me and some of my work, including a free book at uh, www.andrewjschrader.com. If you go to the free section, you can get on my mailing list and download uh, an ebook for free.
0: Nice. And if you like the show, please tell a friend. Help us get the word out. You can leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And again, guys, uh, thank you so much for all your support with The Alternate. And I really can't wait to hear what you guys think of the crowdfunding campaign. And I can't wait to have you be a part of our team and join the alternate with a contribution. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you guys next week.